Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ignition. Hello and welcome to Two in the Think Tank, the show where we come up with five sketch ideas. I'm Andy. And you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and be Alistair George William Trombley Virgil. It's the role you were burnt. Bu- fuck. <laughs> the role I was you burnt were, to play. You were burnt to play, Alistair. Yes. That is like the, a, that is Like where... a blank CD. Mm, yes. Um, yes. Absolutely scribed on in mm. my mother. Yes. And then ejected. Ah. <laughs> uh, mm. Yes, you were uh, absolutely the, right. From the cup holder of life. I don't know. The... Ejected from the cup holder of life? You've lost I think me I, I again. Was picturing, I think I was picturing a, one of those CD trays, mm. kind of looking a bit like a cup holder. I suppose so, yeah. I mean, I, I when when you said that, it, it pictured... It, my mind went to the fact that, you know, in cars in probably around the year 2000, a lot of the time you would have your CDs jammed into sort of a cup holder down the, in the passenger side door or something like that. Or, sure, you sure. Know, and, and, and it confused the, um, the otherwise flawless metaphor for me. Uh, I, I hear you. you. Know, I, I hear was you. thrown off. Well, for anybody who doesn't know, you're listening to Two in the Think Tank, mm. the podcast where we come yeah. up with five sketch I ideas. I did already say that, Alistair. You know, I know I've been dropping the ball you know a what? lot recently. Uh, have you ever listened to the radio, Andy? They're constantly <laughs> reminding you what channel you're on. <laughs> and I'm I'm bringing that to podcasting. Great. We've already brought the um, annoying and intrusive ads over from the world yeah. of radio. And I think it's about time we started um, adopting some of their other very annoying... Yeah. Traits. It is uh, today 10, we're going to be taking calls. 10, tw- tw- it is 1021 <laughs> on Tuesday, June 1st in the AM, by the way. Mm. So the top um, of the hour, I think the top of the yeah. hour very often means, you know, the, close to the hour. I guess half past is the bottom of the hour. Is anybody, do hours have bottoms? I mean, it only makes sense, Andy. Mm. The middle of the hour, I guess the... Middle- the the you can't just have a top and a middle, though. You need to have a bottom. You know what? I guess the thorax yeah. of the hour. But when you're saying bottom, you're making it sound like it's the butt. I am not. I am no, not. No, you are. You are, Andy. You're trying to elude that time has a butt. <laughs> I know. Admit it, Andy. Admit it. All right. I'm trying to say yeah. that time has a butt. Time has one yeah. butt every hour. A little. I mean, I mean, time does have to escape from somewhere. Okay, go on, go on. Justify well, I mean, that. Would you say that an hour? I mean, well, time comes in, mm, and then no, leaves, obviously, right? <laughs> yeah. It, it enters. It enters the. It enters the, the present, present from moment the, from the from the future. You're exactly and right. And then it leaves. Out the past. Mm. You're right. The in the we are the present moment is is in the gastric the system of time, the digestive system of time. You know, it's it's a very short, it's very abridged digestive system. Probably only about a is is there a is there a smallest unit of time? Is there like a plank length of time? There is, but I would say that that is. I think what what's going to happen in the future is mm. you see the pl- the plank the plank length of time mm. is the amount of time that it takes uh, a light beam to travel Very one good. plank length. Yes. Okay. Right. Terrific. And so that is the smallest amount of time that is measurable. Mm. Okay. But on a on a stopwatch this... when you're going stop start stop start stop start that's yeah, as fast like that. as you can get. 
But I think that one day we're going to realize that we have limited our knowledge of the world to uh, light. Like by we've known it mm. mostly through light. Yes. Because that's the fastest thing we've known. Yes. Right? But at, at some point, we're going to find other things uh. that will allow us to see that the universe goes much deeper and mm. much smaller. Yeah, there it's are just other that we're scales. so obsessed with our eyes. Mm. Yeah, I mean, you're right. I mean, think of something like a a sea slug, right? That a presumably thief. only interacts with the universe through its tongue. If the if the sea slug came up with a theory of oh, physics, sea slug. which you know, yeah. w- where it was the um, or it may be a limpet or or a barnacle. Barnacle's an even better example, right? That only interacts through the world. Is it a barnacle or a barnacle? A barnacle, aye. Uh, And, you know, only interacts with the world through its tongue. If it came up with a theory of physics that was all about the speed of taste and, you know, defined all the universal constants in in terms of how how long it takes you to lick from one side of a, a whale's butthole to the other... Then Do you think a barnacle licks? Maybe not a barnacle. Maybe I'm wrong again. Maybe a bar- oh, barnacles don't move, do they? I apologise, so. everyone. I am for probably water to pass over its left side to its right side, but I don't even know if it would have sensory organs on the outside. It probably does. Uh, well, th- I was hoping that it wouldn't. I was hoping that I could reduce it to only interacting with the world through its tongue, and that therefore well, that that's is a sensory why. organ then. Yes, yeah, well, that's the only one, but like not on the outside of its shell, you know, so just the underside. So everything else is switched off, total sensory deprivation except for the tongue, right, Which with which yeah. it licks the world and that... Sucks onto it. Therefore, it would think that that was the most important defining feature of the universe. And we are no better, Alistair, than the barnacle slash limpet, vainly licking at the world with our eyes, thinking that the taste of colours is somehow important uh, when another creature will come along that just has like a massive open chest, right? And these little little f- f- tendrils that somehow sense neutrinos or something like that, right? And, and, and it will have a totally different understanding of the universe. One that We're is probably, probably in the light superior. age. We are exactly right. It's the light age. And it's just something to be overcome. Yeah, absolutely. By the way, Andy, I apologize that I've I've not added to your barnacle theory, but barnacles do have senses. They have very they are very sensitive to touch using the tiny hairs on their limbs, which I didn't know they had. (laughs) They also have a a singular eye capable of sensing light and dark. Conservation status of most species of barnacle is least concern. I mean, I oh, mean, yeah, they, they got, have the they advantage got... of it's very difficult to tell when they're dead, right? Probably nobody will notice. It won't make a huge amount of difference when all the barnacles die because they're just a little sort of a rocky lump, aren't they? So how dare you? <laughs> I'm oh, they got these like little cares? tentacly things. They're kind of. I guess there must be like a crustacean. They have a penis. No, here we go. <laughs> They have an anus, they have a testicle, they've got a mantle, they got a mantle cavity. They're basically half human, half Earth's core. I Look, barnacles, I would like to apologize, and I would like to take my hat off to you. And I would like to shake you by the tendril on your limb. I would like to shake by you penis. by the penis. <laughs> um, no. We, now, Alistair, I don't know that yeah. what we've been talking about gets us very far. Well, maybe. There is. There is. So, look, there's two places we can go. Okay. We can either go. I have to... a place for us to go as well. So, you you do yours, and I'll then I'll try and remember well, mine. Well, we can, we can have a sketch where it's people who don't have eyes. Yes. Who have discovered the fastest thing in the universe? Mm. Right. Yeah. Um, good. But then, or there is a person who has one 
new organ that we don't know have, and they have some new thing which, uh, which they can detect at all times, but we can't see at all. We have no idea. We have no instrumentation that can detect it. But they say it's way faster than the speed of light, and that that it actually has physics that is way more fundamental. And actually, it's really embarrassing to all of us. I don't know all this stuff that is so obvious to them. That is so good, Alistair. And I think what it, what this could be as a sketch is sort of a metaphor for new technology. So it's a scene where there's, you know, people catching up at a cafe or something like that. And you know how normally, you know, someone would have a new phone and maybe they'd show off the features, right? This person right, has a new organ on their body, a new sensory organ, okay? And, you know, maybe it is a sort of a big hole in their chest with some gloopy tendrils and that sort of thing. And, yeah. you know, they can sort of put their hand into it and it, you know, it allows them to um, sense some, you know, some additional thing. Maybe they're putting their hand through time or something like that. And, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, they're showing off. So this is a, a world in which you can sort of, these, these things are be, have been developed. They're being rolled out. They're a new genetically modified part of the human body that you can have installed. And they're showing off the features of it to everybody else, getting everybody else to put their hand in there and sort of, you know, feel backwards through time or something like that. And it's just... It's yeah, just, yeah, I think, uh, I think they, they're, they're detecting something that, that, that we don't even see. Yeah, yeah. We can't sense in any way. I don't know why it's so important to me that they have a big sort of tendrily hole in their chest that other people are putting their hand into, but I think Well, I want you to know that, the, that there's something that's important to me as well, mm. is that they kind of have a blue sack coming out of the top of their head and it droops <laughs> over one eye. <laughs> Do you sort of do you sort of squeeze that like one of the pumps in it on an out to to prime the motor of an outboard motor, prime prime the fuel uh, pump of an outboard motor? Oh, yeah. I'm not I'm not familiar enough, but it, but it is a bit it is a bit bladdery like that. Yeah. Okay. Um, great. Does it pulsate? Uh, I see it as being a bit floppy. That's why it droops over one eye. So, mm. but I, I imagine if you hold it, you could feel something. Yeah. Great. <laughs> It's probably I, the liquid in there and in the in their chest that allows them to detect mm, the the thing. Yeah, <laughs> cool. And sometimes it squirts out a bit of overflow liquid. Yeah, but um, they're now our most advanced scientists, and I think they're just a person maybe that was just born like that. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. Sure. I, I mean, mean, if you, I mean, but of course, if if it's just something that you can buy, that's good too. But then. There's a bunch of people who have developed that. Yeah. Yeah, sure. I think that's exciting, Alistair. I'd say that's even constitutes a sketch idea. Now, I'd just like to pitch my other version of this, which right. won't be as interesting. But for some reason, the idea that we've decided that the limits of our um, our experience are the limits of our ability to understand the universe. And so some scientists are basically living as barnacles to try and to develop a different perspective and hence a different understanding of the of the universe uh you know to to maybe break through and unify all theories or something like that so they've built themselves sort of these big shells and they uh you know big hard shells and they're sort of crouched in there feeling out at the world with their little hands while people dangle particles of food that they're able to sort of grab off strings or something like that pull them inside you know they poop out a little hole at the bottom of the of the barnacle and they, what are they stuck to the side of uh what are they stuck to the side of i guess the csiro building i mean but like you know, out, out, out that sort of the building is like partially submerged in the ocean well i you know i don't know if they were going to be submerged in the ocean because i quite like the idea of people dangling food near them on strings but Why I was when I was picturing it, I was just I was picturing them dangling food on strings into the water. Into the water, sure. I mean, it just makes it a bit harder to film, I suppose, Alastair. But as <laughs> while... we put a water filter over it, could we just put a blue filter over it so it looks like we're underwater and we go like this? And when we, they talk, they go. Yeah, really good. You can be crinkling some cellophane in front of the lens. How about that? I'll allow that. I'll make that concession. And you know. I guess they're. What I don't mind. So, so okay. So, like, they they just kind of live there, 
in these weird mm. little triangles or whatever. Mm. And then people feed them like that. Is it mostly just so that they get away from regular life responsibilities? Uh, I think that's a good uh, a good place for it to go. Yeah. I mean, I think the fact that they've got three kids probably helped made the decision a little bit easier. Yeah. And, um, you know, their wife is coming along to yell into the barnacle about how they need to come home and help. But they've got their... They've got their science and it's more important because they're pushing forward <laughs> scientific I mean, it, progress. Be good if, That's what they if say maybe, as they're shitting out of the little hole in the bottom of the barnacle. Maybe, maybe she can convince him that she gets to have her own barnacle as well. And then, mm. then the kids just have to like raise themselves. Oh, that's a really good idea. Yeah. And then they can, they can have, have sex. Through holes in the barnacle shell. Uh, people, a couple with three kids having sex. <laughs> well, well, this is what it takes, you know, a bit of role play to spice things up. Yeah, in, you know, yeah, take, yeah. I mean, at first, at first, the first, yeah, I guess takes the first you out of your shell. Was... Ironically, by putting you into a shell. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Mm. But then one day they come along and they find that they've been killed uh, by one of those little drilling shells. Someone's come along in one of those drilling shells. You know those drilling shells that are in the ocean? they got that really sharp sort of tooth on their tongue. When you find shells on the seashore that have got that hole in them and you you can use them to make a necklace, that's because a creature has come along, a little um, predatory mollusk. It drills a hole... And it sticks its um, tongue in and basically just eats them, just sucks them all out and eats them. So that's what's Wait, happened like to a t- this couple. Has One like day a they straw come along the shells are empty. Yeah, it has a straw tongue of some kind. And uh, yeah, it devours their fleshy um, fleshy body uh, through yeah, a hole. I find, that, I find the idea of living in the ocean very upsetting. Have you ever seen one of those giant undersea snails that that just can stretch out its mouth hole so that it can just swallow a fish hole? I haven't seen that, Alistair, no, but I'm going to be thinking about it for a while. You know, I... and you think, well, here you are, you're a fish, you see a snail, you go, well, there's no competition here. He's mm. a dumb snail. Mm. I'm a fish built for swimming very fast. Mm. And then somehow his mouth gets really big <laughs> in a way that doesn't make sense. And you are suddenly enveloped by mouth. Mm. And then he just closes the mouth. Yeah, and not only are you, um, you know, dead or at least dying, you're also probably suitably chastened, a little bit embarrassed. Um, oh, absolutely. About, I know, mean, that's why... The assumptions I think, that's that you why made. Once you're partially submerged within the snail mouth, you don't even bother to try and swim away. Yeah. Because of how embarrassing it is that you've even gotten this far. Well, what kind of a life would it be, you know, if you did escape? You've then got to spend the rest of your your days in the full knowledge that you're a bit of a bit of a fucking idiot. You may Yeah, and, and I think that's why I fear getting into real fights with people, because I always think that people are going to have some kind of weird special ability that I'm not going to be able to predict. Mm. You know, like people, you know, somebody will do something weird with their hand. Like they'll just move it in a weird way in the corner of my eye. And that'll be enough to distract me that they can just hit me in my head a lot. (laughs) Sure. Don't you think like, like, I mean, you you are easily distracted. (laughs) Yeah. But don't you think like, there's people probably just have tricks that they can trick your brain and they just know mm. that and they go like that. You know, like that, you know, that thing with a frog, like, you know, or like toads or something. If you're catching a toad, if you'd make a, like a, a snake shape with your hand, <laughs> with one hand, it just keeps its eye on that weird snake <laughs> shape. <laughs> and then you can use your other hand to grab it. Uh, I didn't know this about catching toads, Al, but I'm really interested. That's very useful to me. That's going to come in yeah. handy. Um, can I tell you that uh, what you're describing, I think you were doing somebody clicking with one hand and hitting somebody yeah. with another, is quite literally how my brothers and I used to fight when we were... <laughs> <laughs> we had a sort of a joke fighting routine that we would do 
where um, yeah, one of us would click their hands to pretend to distract the other person while slapping them in the face with the other hand. Um, wow. So you've really hit upon something there. Ask George about yeah. it, who edits the podcast. Right. Well, maybe I'll just hit him that way. I think he would love that. If you tried that yeah. on him, he'd be really excited. The rush of nostalgia. <laughs> All I, right, I'll try and surprise him with it whilst hitting him in the workplace. I know that we, yeah, great. I know that we come up with quite a few versions of mixed martial arts type sketches on this show. Yeah. But I am interested in, based on what we were just discussing, one where there is, you also have to fight looking at your phone in some way. So. I think, you know, for some reason... You've got to be reading something out. For some reason, you're in a mixed martial arts type scenario, but one of your weaknesses as a fighter is that you keep wanting to check your phone. You know, they're both in the ring. Both, maybe it's mixed martial arts, but everybody has their phone in in their pocket. And we just see how how things play out when there is that additional X factor of... God, it'd be great to be able to check Twitter. See if anybody's watching the fight and if they've said anything about how well I'm doing in the fight. Or yeah, I mean, cause, cause, I mean these days they, they actually do put some of the live tweets up onto uh, up onto the screen while I was, there's a fight going on. I was like a screen that's in the venue. Well, well, when you're watching the when you're watching the fight, they they bring up people tweeting, going, oh, "This is a really fun fight." Yeah. You know? Okay. Well, uh, that, but the the tweets are on a big but, screen right next to the octagon. Well, no, the, the, the fight. The, no, no, the fighter can, is looking it up on his. He's looking up the hashtag on his phone. Yeah. Okay. Sure. But Cause, then cause I also, just thought of the, that other version. But yes. Um, but also there's the idea that like. You could also use that as a way of making yourself seem more vulnerable. Oh. Because you're looking at your phone and they're going to think, well, here's my chance mm. to sucker punch them. Yeah, you're right. I think for and, me personally, uh, if I was in a mixed martial arts situation, making myself seem more vulnerable would not be one of the challenges. You know, I, 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 think, I think I would already look sufficiently vulnerable. But... Maybe for anybody else, uh, you're right. That 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 could help in some way. It's like those birds that pretend to have a little broken wing to lure you away from their nest at the beach. Have you seen this? You've seen oh, these birds? No, I didn't see that. Oh, there are there are a few different species that do it. I've seen them when you're at the beach and you see some little bird doing this weird thing. It sticks one of its arms out or one of its wings out at this weird angle and sort of scuttles along runs a little way and then you follow it and then it runs a little bit further and runs a little bit further and then eventually it'll fly away and loop back around and go back to its nest. But it's a strategy that they have to, yeah, lure predators away from their eggs. I think it's quite good. But that, but... uh, Why do you follow the bird, though? (laughs) Are you trying to eat the bird? (laughs) What? I don't understand why you see a vulnerable bird and you're like, let me fucking get that bird. You're a vegetarian. <laughs> I know, but I'm not an idiot. Uh, you know, I'm not an idiot. I'm not going to pass up a, a free a free bird on the beach. <laughs> free bird meat. Mm. Mm, it would be very. I, sad. Yeah, I imagine that as a vegetarian, it's probably okay to eat the meat if it's raw. It's okay to eat the meat if the bird already has a broken wing, and yeah. it's vulnerable. It's going to die anyway. If you, if you can in any way justify, um, in any way, Alistair, that its value, the, the, the value of its goal. life has been diminished. Exactly. Um, but this, the, the, and I wonder if we could employ that strategy. So I think the mixed martial arts with a phone is one thing, Alistair. But I wonder if we could employ yeah. that sort of decoy strategy um, in other, you know, if we could learn from the animal kingdom and employ that in other forms of sort of security well, or could it um, be used in crime business? fighting um, in business say sure. say in places where let's say where where there's a country that steals a lot of intellectual property okay great right could you say lure that country away by looking mm. like your company is very vulnerable could you use 
making your company look very vulnerable as a way of making money. Vulnerable to, I guess, cyber attacks to steal your, or, inter- yeah, uh, your IPs? Yeah, vulnerable to cyber attacks or, or v- vulnerable to takeovers. Um, yes, I mean... So look, look, I, 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 as an idea, you, mm. you have a company that actually doesn't do that much, right? <gasps> really good, yep. Okay, but you make it look like it's a functioning company, mm. but that it's come into some financial strife. Uh, now, to some, this might just appear to be fraud. <laughs> well, that was my first instinct, yes. But but what you're 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 not actively looking for you're you're basically all marketing. You're all marketing and then with a leak. Mm. Right? So you're all marketing about how successful you are and you you know you're seen everywhere and things like that. Mm. But then but then it comes out that there's trouble and then people will uh, predatory companies will come along and be like oh, this might be my chance to get this company for cheap. I think I think if we can pull this off without technically committing fraud, Alistair, I think that's yeah. very impressive. Um I guess it's kind of like it's it's sort of like the producers, but for you know, business. that idea well could yeah, but for business, can you find a way of making more money from a company that doesn't do much? than you would from a company that is successful. Um, them, I, I mean, there must be people who are doing this in some way already, right? That, well, like people, like, you know, farmers who get paid to not grow apples or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I should be getting some of that, that money. I mean, we have a couple of apples growing in the backyard. Maybe that's why I'm I'm not eligible for whatever that money is. How would you how would you stop your trees from growing apples? <laughs> hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, "What the f- are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass." So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'd have to be a much better non-farmer than I currently am. You know, at the moment, I'm just ignoring them and, and they're, uh, they're growing apples regardless. I'd have to be out there actively working a lot harder in the fields to stop the apples from growing uh, than I currently am. Um, yeah, I think that creating the impression... So, I, I mean, I, my initial thought was that, like, maybe you could do it with, like, shell companies and you have this company that, in theory, owns these smaller companies, right, that make things and have actual valuable intellectual property but you've arranged it in such a way that you don't actually own any of the IP. So the IP is owned by someone else. And those companies, while producing the thing and appearing to own it, they don't. And then, you know, somebody comes along and buys your company thinking they're getting all that other stuff and they actually get nothing. Is this in any way interesting or useful? I'm not sure, Andy. I feel like I've yeah. I've taken us down a really bad path. I apologize. I but I while mean... you were talking just then, I thought about a company that their job is to just intercept, intercept data from Uber, right? And what we do is we just send a person to get in the car first before the customer does. Yeah. So that Uber picks up the wrong person, which happens sometimes <laughs> by accident. Okay. Yeah. And... And then that person gets a free ride somewhere they don't <laughs> didn't, want to go. Didn't want to go. Well, it's now, a kind of uber piracy, isn't it? Or, yeah, but yeah, it's the kind of thing that they would have to pay to make it stop. Mm, it's a kind of hijacking or possibly lowjacking where mm. you're just swooping in just in time to to get the get the ride and what is the value the value is 
Well, at the moment, you're, you're exactly right. You're damaging Uber's business model, and they have to then pay. Presumably, we'd, we'd we'd be hoping for a situation where they pay us off to not get into their rides. Yeah, I would um, say that's a. I guess if you if you were, I guess if you were sort of shorting Uber, <laughs> I guess it's modern piracy, but it's just occupying space. Because I mean, yeah. if you've got all the information, you're just kind of getting in the way. You're front running. What you're doing is you're front running. Front you're running in front Uber. Of their, yeah, yeah. You're front running the customers, and you're front running Uber. You're getting all that information, and then you're 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 going to be there first. So I mean, there could be some marginal value to us though in in offering this service, right? And what we're doing is we're hacking all of Uber's data. We're finding out mm. where their rides are going, uh, are picking people up, and where they're going. And then we have this pool of customers who want to get a ride a bit cheaper than what Uber is willing to pay. And yeah. so say you're trying to get to the other side of the city, right? You're trying to get from Brunswick to South Melbourne, okay? Yeah. And you then we uh, you, you, you let us know that you, you want to do that at some point in the next six hours, okay? And then we find that there's a ride that's coming to pick somebody up about, um, you know, about two kilometers away, okay? And if you sprint... Yeah you'll be able to get into that ride. Now, that ride is going to East Melbourne, okay? So it's a bit yeah. out of your way. But then we're going to be but able... It's then one there's another tenth one. of the price. It's one-tenth of the price. And there's another Uber that's leaving from there that you might just be yeah. able to get onto, okay? And that's going to Footscray. But we're going to be able to get you there eventually. It's a kind of, um, it's kind of a, a routing algorithm that optimizes yeah, was- for... <laughs> just minimum cost and nothing else matters. So you're going to have to do a lot of running and you're going to be very late, but yeah, you're going to pay considerably less. Considerably less. And it's like, it'll give you the information. It'll be like, you got to be here at this point and your name is going to be <laughs> yeah, yeah. Susan. Yeah. Great. This is your backstory. And it's here, because- and here is the screen that you'll need to show to say, yeah, yeah, I'm Susan like that. You know, part of our um, the, yeah. our algorithm and part of the data we're going to have to steal is we're also going to have to get the geolocation data of the person who is going to get the ride because we want to make yeah. sure that they're not standing in quite the right spot at the right time to be the first person to get to the vehicle. So if they're st- we can detect that they're somehow still in the office or in the toilet or something like that and they're going to be out a little bit late mm. to get to the car, that's our window of opportunity. That's a good window, yeah. Mm. It's small, but there's 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 a tiny tiny profit to be made, and that's the great thing about running these tech companies. We don't need because we don't actually have any infrastructure or employees or anything. We're even better off than Uber is because we don't we don't even need to print out those little stickers for people. We don't, yeah, we don't window. even need to pay drivers. Well, it's I just th- us getting paid by customers. Mm, we're just skimming a little bit off the top of reality. Oh, see, that's nice. And that money, that's just free money. Just sits there. That's free money. That's gravy. Yeah. It's it's a little sort of gray market. I mean, it is theft, but but what have we taken? We don't have have anything. We don't have anything. Like a ride? What is that? That's just movement from one place to another. Where's where's it gone? Exactly. And... uh, is confusion, is sort of repeated accidents and confusion, mm. is that a crime? <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's all that's happening. What? It was just, a, we were confused. We got into the wrong Uber. I mean, if I ever got caught for any crime, a big part of my defense would be, I was just confused. I didn't really know what was going on. I think Absolutely. I'm going to be leaning very heavily on that. Um, on being confused. While we we're talking just then, I had a thought also about like an additional service that is just you know how sometimes in teen movies you see kids holding onto the tow bar of a car and being pulled behind it on their skateboard. Oh yeah. Feels like you should be allowed to do that, and we, you know you should be able to exist with your like car one of those and you hold little... onto the back of skateboarders. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, especially those ones going downhill because they got a lot of speed. That's a lot of free energy. You can hold on to them. 
I don't I don't know about I don't know about um about about holding on to skateboarders, Alistair. And but, that might no, be but, very... but you give them in your car, you give them a lift up the hill. Oh yeah. And, and then, then on the way down, quad. they go they go out the front and you hold on to them out the window <laughs> and they skateboard down and you they you pull them they pull you down the hill. But this is this is my idea, right? It's it's somebody okay, sorry. sorry, Alistair. Yeah, you're I mean, very good, very good, ha ha. But here's my idea. Which is that very like, good. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> <laughs> this is somebody who's like a real cheapskate and they've got all these little little scams they're trying to pull all the time. And they're like, you know, a lot of people, um, they're, you know, you're, once you're out on the highway, okay, they are keeping on burning petrol in their car, keeping their foot on the, on the gas and that sort of thing. And that's, you know, that's, that's a waste of money. What I do is I have a little, I, I crawl out onto my bonnet or maybe I crawl through the bonnet somehow, reach out with a yeah. little hook and I hook onto the tow bar of the car in front of me, okay? Mm. And it just looks like I'm tailgating. But I turn off the engine, I just put it in neutral, and then you just let them, you know, these suckers driving everywhere under their own steam. It's a little scam you can pull. It's a little life hack to, uh, to reduce especially your costs. When, especially if you're doing it on buses and things like that, because then that's just public utilities. Exactly. You're already paying for that with your tax dollars. Well, you look at, I mean, if you could do this to one of those huge trucks... I mean, they even have a sign, right, on the back of some of those huge trucks that says, if you can't see me, I can't see you, right? Oh, that's great. And that is, that's good to know, okay? They've, they've given the game away there. That means that if we can just get up in that slipstream, okay, just have some sort of little suction cap or something that suckers onto the back of their, um, their, their truck, then we can be like one of those fish that holds onto a shark, whatever they're called, you know, and just slide along there, living the parasitic lifestyle of the ocean. Going where they want to go. Going where they want to go, sure. Cleaning their teeth. Um, what are I guess, I guess in a way you're breathing in their exhaust. <laughs> so I guess you're kind of cleaning the air in some way by... Yeah, filtering it through your lungs. Mm. That's something. Lamprey yeah. is it a lamp? I think it's a, it might be a lamprey that does that to uh, to sharks. Can that be a sketch idea, Alistair? Andrew, it's Parad- already it's already written. Uh, uh, yes, written down. Uh, parasitic car man. I mean, it is. Yeah, Parad- it would be great if. You oh, does it have rich- to be a man, Andy? Oh, what? Oh, only men would hold on to another <sighs> car with their car. Is that it? Uh, yes. Oh, women can't do that, eh? That's right. Oh, typical. Um, I'm putting man in inverted commas. Thank you. Just to um, highlight your bigotry. I would. I mean, it is nice if it could be done somehow with the hand that you are reaching out and just grabbing on from your car. But yeah, I, it's I'd love to do that. To imagine how that could work physically. I'd love to be able to do it when you know, like you're. The train tracks, you know, you're kind of, you're, you're driving country road, but the train tracks are parallel to the, mm. to the highway. And you're kind of like, sometimes it feels like you're racing the train. Yeah. But if you could just get, if you had like a long stick with a hook, like one of those ones that like lifeguards have, mm. you know, to save kids or like, or one of those ones with the loop that you would catch a dog with if you're a dog catcher. Yep. You know, and you could just hold onto that and then just let the car ride. I love Just it. Turn turn off the turn off the engine. Put it into neutral. I love it. Kick back. Put on a DVD. Yeah, I mean, keep an eye out for trees or something next to. The I road. don't think so. I <laughs> think the government should have thought about that. <laughs> I'm sure they should have, Alistair, but they patently haven't. So, I mean, it is going to be you that gets dragged. Put on, on the a road. DVD. Watch. Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone for the seventh time. All right. I mean, it is a, it is a compelling introduction to the franchise. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think one of the, I know this is not, this is not funny, but one of the people who died in a Tesla, I think may have been watching that. Oh my um, God. 
I mean, they sh- that, it's and, their fault for making the movies so damn good. Yeah, you know? I think because that's that was the one. I think the truck pulled out onto the road, and it was like a su- the sun was behind them, so the the sun was and the truck was white, and it was like it confused all the sensors because it was just such a bright white. Yeah, fucking hell. I mean, but, I find it hard when you the sun is coming over a hill or something, or it's right behind you, and your windscreen's a bit greasy. Oh you know? yeah, which is all always, <laughs> always, absolutely every single moment. Um, yeah. So yeah, I I relate. Yeah, I relate to that mm, uh, automatic to that driving Tesla. system. <laughs> um, yeah, can't, so can't really blame it. No, no court one, two, would three, convict. Four, five. No, I no court if, can convict that car. Yeah, I wonder if it would also defend itself in court. Self-defending. No, I mean, that's the next frontier, isn't it? Tesla really needs to work on the... If they get a self-driving system, it will also... The Tesla Model S will also be representing itself in court. <laughs> I mean, how I mean, how many arguments can there be that you could make in a court of law? Exactly. I mean, there's only so many iterations. I mean, even lawyers are, are basing their their arguments often of off old of other... cases. Precedent. Off of old cases. Yep. I mean, I think that a Tesla is likely going to be the first car to represent itself in court. I'm excited. Because I think it would be unfair to bring the um, to bring the whole company of Tesla into mm. court. Um, yeah. Taking it, you know, the whole company to court. Not that you would bring the building into the court. Look, I, yeah. Alistair, I am, I guarantee to you, 100% that right now Elon Musk and Tesla are working on a way to make each individual car a separate legal entity that is responsible for itself and that no nothing that it does or engages in can in any way be sheeted home to them. So this is this yeah. is just we're just describing reality as it yeah, is. Yeah, and it would and it would make sense that you would start out by just if for some reason a Tesla did speed or or break some parking limit or mm. something like that, that it would have access to a a system that could allow it to get out of those, use arguments to get out of those things. Exactly. Um, that's how it would when start. It has to that's... Ap- approach the bench and it has those proximity sensors. Like that. Yeah. Do you think when it was walking up to the um, just to the place where the lawyers sit and the and the accused mm. Mm. in that sort of thin walkway between the two crowds <laughs> yeah. of audience, yeah, that it would be able to pop itself on two wheels and sort of drive on the yeah. on its two wheels. Not, like I'm a... not picturing the back wheels. I mean, on the side. Oh, yeah. No, of course. I, yeah, I think they have a little ramp. Near the, uh, you know, this will be some also some law. But I mean, imagine if you could do it. There's probably a way that it could do. I mean, yeah, the ramp is the is the logical way, and that's what you would do, of course, if you were, if a society was being inclusive of cars. Mm. Um, but there's probably a maneuver that you can pull a very erratic turn, like a like a left turn and then a right turn, very quickly, that could put you up on two on two wheels without the ramp. Uh, yeah, I, I think, I mean, I've seen on Top Gear when they're going around a, a sharp corner, sometimes a car just gets up on two wheels just just anyway, just because of centrifugal force. So yeah. that checks out. Um, yeah, but do you think you could do it in a courtroom setting <laughs> over a very difficult. short distance? I think it would be difficult, <laughs> but if anybody can work it out, it's going to be um, it's gonna be those boffins. Well, you know what the, th- the 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 thing is is that the the one thing the legal system hasn't thought of is that they've never put a speed limit in a courtroom. Mm. You think that could so be So actually <laughs> well the, the 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 car could actually drive through the courthouse as fast as it wants. Mm. You're not allowed right. to hit people, but breaking I mean like no it would it would be breaking no laws if it was going say 120 kilometers an hour. They really should have thought of that. You got to put you got to put um 
It's crazy, isn't it? That like that no laws apply in a courtroom. And not a lot of people know this, but it's a it's a it's a legal um, legal vacuum because everyone's already there to to do to talk about the crime that they're there to talk about. If you do another crime in there, it doesn't count. It's already um, it's, it's already saturated with crime. Yeah. What about this? It's the fast lawyer. <laughs> he sprints everywhere, mm. right? And mm. he talks really fast. Mm-hmm. Sure. Right? I mean, can can the judge stop that? Is that is that wrong? <laughs> <laughs> if, if he says he's approach certainly, the bench. He's certainly not wasting <laughs> the court's time, is he? Quite the opposite. <laughs> he's making, if anything, too efficient use of the court's time. But again, that's they, it. Doesn't say anywhere you can't do that. Um, uh, counsel uh, approached uh, the bench. You're right, taking this just, too seriously. He legs it, absolutely <laughs> sprints like near rec- world record pace. Yeah, probably is a world record in terms of a court case. In terms mm-hmm. of how fast someone's approached a bench, mm. fast lawyer. Good. I mean, he's probably just somebody with mania. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But you know, he's just—he's feeling good. He's fit. Mm. He's sprinting. He's wearing. He's wearing lycra. Asics. Yeah. Uh, lycra. It's, it's like it's like formal lycra. Business lycra. Business lycra. Yeah, he sounds quick. Sort of like breathable, a breathable suit that's skin tight with a tie that's made of that same kind of wetsuit material. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I've written down fast lawyer because that's definitely a sketch. Yeah, okay. Um, I know that this is a place where I feel like you could argue with me, but I'm just, I'm admitting it now. How could I? How could I, Alistair? Andy, how would you feel if I if we did three words from a listener? Um, this is the first I've heard of this. Oh, you don't but know I'm about this? Okay. To learn more. Well, um, words are sort of like a the smallest unit of, I guess, of communication. Meaning? Sure. Yeah, of meaning that we have at least in language. Um, you might have another way of communicating, but. Semaphore, maybe? Mm, sure. Andy, you seem like a guy who would know semaphore. Is that the flags? I know. It is It is flags. I think we might have done some when I was in Scouts, but you were also in Scouts, I believe, Alistair. I'm sure you would have... Uh, yeah, we did We did a little bit when I was not in flag. Scouts, but when, when I was in... Um, when I was doing surf lifesaving. You know, once upon a time, that would have been the coding of... Um, of its day, you know, everyone would have been like, "Kids need to learn semaphore. They're going to yeah. be left behind." Semaphore right. literacy then... is is crucial to employment. Absolutely, and it's still true today. To this day, mm-hmm. yeah. So, but... anyway, we've got three words from a listener, Alistair. I'm going to guess the first one. Are you ready? Wait, wait, wait! Don't you want to know who the listener is? Oh yeah, of course, Julian. Walls, Julian Walls, Julian Walls. Um, I've realised today that I think the system is falling apart. Alistair, I, uh, it's been fa- it's been falling apart since the moment it was created. I don't I think know. there's ever been an episode where you've been confident in your ability oh, yeah. to pick words that haven't already been read out. Even the first episode when we did this, probably. Yeah. I think everybody send me new words. Everybody- <laughs> <laughs> We're starting again. <laughs> I'm starting again. I need to, I need to, uh, yeah, I just need to get a, a fresh start. A fresh start. It's tearing you apart. There's all this baggage. Okay, yeah, Alistair, here's the first word. We probably lost a lot of the people. Okay, yeah. So what's the first Flannelette. word? Flannelette. Flannelette. No way. I don't think you got a single letter correct. Oh, this is a, this is a no good for me. No, it's, the first word is rigorous. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Yeah. All right. 
um, uh, 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 pomegranate. Pomegranate? Again, no. The second word, and I think Julian Walls is really trying to push the limits of what a word is, Mm. right? Second word is tech giant. Oh, yeah. But I'll allow that. Um, Because he didn't use the full word technology, I feel like he still was allowed a bit more word. Um, And he didn't use the full word giantic. Giant, mm. gigantic. Yeah, he didn't use that either. Um, oh, giant is like you've taken a bunch of words out of gigantic. Bunch, bunch of letters. Yeah, sure. Uh, re- you, took, uh, so you got rid of the g. Tech giant. Uh, nostrum. Nostrum, Andy. Mm. Again, I'm not sure. There's a single. Oh no, there is one word, letter that is. This is. No, Andy. The last word is beach club. <laughs> and, it's, and it's because he didn't use all of beachology. Yeah. Beachnology. So you know that's where, why he could do. You know where this takes me? And he didn't use it, all of club clubhouse. So it, it, this takes me to a, um, you know, obviously it's it's become a cliche that, you know, tech companies have a too relaxed workplace culture and it's all beanbags and table tennis and all that kind of shit yeah. in their in their workplace. <laughs> but I don't think there's any tech companies where it's just at a beach and And everybody's know, constantly buried up to their neck in sand. <laughs> buried up to the neck in sand or <laughs> or um you know, building sand castles or or even, you know, holding their breath underwater. I love and yeah. I think, you know, if we're trying to help people be relaxed at work, well, then yeah. why go to all this effort of building a a building and then making it relaxing inside when we already have the most relaxing place, the beach, and just absolutely take some waterproof laptops and go swimming, you know, yeah, down the bottom there. Yeah, at most of your meetings, you'd be treading water. <laughs> exactly. Um, Get together you know, a or, uh, a little paddle circle with your your focus groups with your 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 task force. You could be you could be sort of scratching out fl- flow charts in the sand. Mm. Sure. You and know, when the waves like come and wash that away, that's a good reminder not to get too attached to conventional thinking. Exactly. <laughs> I love. I I don't know why, but I want I want there to be. It's like. <laughs> It's three people with their heads buried up to their neck, like, you know, their bodies buried mm. up to their neck. And they've got like mimosas or drinks, you know, mm. very tropical drinks with straws that going into their mouths. And they've maybe wearing like a, like a, you know, like a, one of those hats that's, that's got no top. It's like one of those things. A visor. Got like a visor. And... Maybe one's introducing one to the big boss, and the other one's the big boss. One's saying, "Oh, I met him down at you know Google, and he this guy is great." You know, it's like you're, you know, it's, it's a it's a job interview. Yeah, they got zinc on their face. They got big <laughs> white thing on their face like that, and they they these people they save so much money by not having any real estate. I think so. The closest thing to real estate that they have is mm. those those beach tents that unfold yeah or maybe they lay down a towel yeah or i think i think if they if there are people who are laying down a towel and lying on a towel they'd be considered very conventional by the standards of this workplace the fact that they need their own space like that that's the that's (laughs) the you know might as well have a cubicle even even wearing swimwear seems almost a bit um you know, like you're conforming with the like status quo. Yeah, you're right. They should all be naked. There should be. I mean, you know, I mean, just for the sake of filming it, I think for the sake of the actors, they don't need to be nude. And I mean, I know love. I know real actors love love a bit of nudity. Let me tell you this, Alistair. But I think if, if we're getting comedians, have yeah, a, sorry. if you want to pitch an idea, right? This they got a rule at this company. If you want to pitch an idea, you've got to pitch it to me underwater, because if your idea isn't good enough. Can't be communicated underwater. Shouting underwater, then it's too complicated. Yeah, and you need to go back to the drawing board. And by drawing board, 
I'm in that bit of sand near the tide line with a stick. And if I can't understand, if I don't get the gist of your idea whilst I'm underwater fleeing from a shark. Exactly. Right? How are people supposed to 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 understand it when they're looking at their phone? You know, when it's yeah. they're just scrolling past it on Twitter. Exactly. So um, I wonder I what they actually make something. this company. <laughs> they make shoes. They, hey? they make shoes. High tech shoes. Yeah. No. No walking no? boots. Yeah. No, I, the reason why I like the idea of things that are high tech is because of the way that technology and sand don't mix at all. <laughs> and so I like to think that they're making they make microchips or something like mm, that. Sure. But they don't have any facilities. Well, I mean, but sand is silicon. And I think Man. getting that turns close out that they were to understand sand. And then you go you go into one of those one of those like beach tents, right? You know, it just looks like a thing. Turns out that it's actually got a tunnel that goes underground <laughs> to this really high tech facility underneath, mm. and they've just been stealing real estate by just uh, going deep into the ground. And it's fuck. it's it's all because they they're right at the source of the silicon. And they were at, and and they were so easily mockable. We didn't realize yeah. this is like Trump, right? He was such a cartoonish figure. We didn't realize the long-term um, significant structural damage he was doing to the uh, the democratic process and you know the makeup of the Supreme Court because we focused too much on his his ludicrousness. I don't know if anyone right. actually did succumb to that problem, but it's a it's an argument you can. I think make. I think a lot of people did actually. I think that's also the problem. That was the problem with Abbott once Abbott got taken away. Mm. And we were so focused on all the bad stuff that he was doing because he was so ridiculous that once he went away, they've had equally destructive uh, yeah. politicians who actually are less ridiculous. And so then yep. you don't even see all the But this is the opposite of what we were talking about. So forget it. But, Andrew, you know, I think... are important. Yeah, I think we did it, Beach. Al. Beach Tech Company, we got it. Um, I'm going to take us through the sketch ideas. Thank you, Julian Walls, for those words. If those are the first time we've done those words. Um, then we've got... So we, the sketch ideas for today are a person with new organ which detects something more fundamental to how the universe works and changes our understanding of physics. Uh, and Often it probably involves, you know, if you put your hand in their thing, you could probably see a little bit from their point of view in their wet chest. Mm. Oh, imagine like just it's just kind of like a a, gl- a glowing blue sort of just pile of slime, <laughs> like a slime bag on their chest. If you were looking for somewhere to put a something in the body, probably yeah. um, replacing one of the two lungs with it uh, makes a lot of sense because we've established that you can live with only one lung, and the lung takes up a lot yeah. of space. So yeah, if you're looking for efficiency, you could even just flatten them out a little bit. Yeah. What if you flatten them out and curl them around a little bit more, so it comes, it gets a little bit closer to the hugs the edges a bit more. Sure. I mean, you could take out a lung. I understand that, but I just mean like you probably get a lot of s- the same surface area by just flattening it out and just kind of getting it more. Uh, in the I gaps mean, there. I don't know, Alistair. I think that that the lung has already spent a lot of work trying to work out how to get the maximum surface area. Uh, but sure, if you well, think you well, can it can't be improved. Well. Well, wait and you just you wait and see how the next fucking uh, three billion years go. You're God, you're going to look so stupid when it finds more efficiencies, probably by flattening it out. That's where my money is. Let's place. You know a, what? Let's and make this interesting. A little wager. Twenty bucks says it's flattening <laughs> it out. Come back in three Ooh. billion years. I still think we need an exit hole. We need an exit hole for the lung, and if it was down near the. In the hips or something like that, all right, so that you could breathe in through the mouth and then out through the hip, or even if mm. the breathing was just all happening through the hips. Yeah. Because why fucking have that hole next to the food pipe? It's insane. Anyway, <laughs> um, then we got barnacle scientists living on the side of the CSIRO so that they can mm. probably, I mean, they can get more work done, but also 
it's a new approach to science. It's you live in a shell on the side of a building. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I think, I think that one needs a little bit more development, but we'll, we'll get no, there. No, 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 no. Huh? We got uh, looking at phone martial arts. This is either <laughs> a way of distracting the opposition or it's you being really distracted or it's a style of martial arts where you actually have to read out like a passage. Mm. Or something, or or you're reading out, you know, the people just looking, re- reading out Twitter, uh, seeing how the fight is going while they're fighting. It's, uh, I think, what I, the problem for me is that the the situation there inside the un, the octagon is very unrealistic. And oh, I mean, we've already talked about this though. We talked about having people fight in a cafe. Yeah, forget it. Move on. Uh, then we've got the Uber front running company, which gets all all of Uber's data and intercepts all of the 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 uh we we send mm. our customers to intercept all the the rides so that they can get a free rides for at least one tenth of the price at least yeah. until the person whose ride got intercepted call up and says hey you picked up the wrong person and well then i think get, actually technically they wouldn't have to pay at all because the money would come out of the other person's uber account yeah i know but how are we making money Oh, that's true. We are charging them something. Yeah, yep. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, I forgot. Then hooking up onto other vehicles with your car like a skateboarder and holding who holds a bus, you know? Mm. Uh, It's like parasitic car man, according to Andy. (laughs) (laughs) And then we got fast lawyer. Oh, yeah. Okay, here we go. Yeah. And he's, he's, you know, his opening... His opening statement is like 25 seconds, mm. but he fits in three pages of, of data in there. Yeah. And it gets and a I loophole think, because there's no such thing as, I mean... <laughs> I this, think the whether, juries whether, will find that favorable. They go, this guy's not wasting my time at all. Mm. Yeah. I want I want us all to get out of here as quickly as possible. A quick case um, is a good case, he says. Yeah, a quick case is a good case. And you know what? I think that that fast lawyer could be a woman. That's something I think. And I'm willing to make that concession. See, for me, it's not a concession. For me, that's that's how I originally thought of it. Okay. I'm sorry, I'm being an idiot. Um, Beach Tech Company. This is a tech company that doesn't have any real estate, maybe. And it's all on the beach. It's so relaxed. It makes the other. It makes Google look like a pile of crap. Some uptight, yeah. Nineteen. Be- people think that they're relaxing. People think they're relaxing in a beanbag. Well, what about this? You're in a banana lounge. Mm. Um, you're you're three you're three cocktails in, <laughs> and you're going drunk swimming <laughs> with the CEO. <laughs> Um, to have a, to have a, you know, like a, you're diving, you're diving off a bridge into shallow water with the, (laughs) with the the head of accounting. You're, 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 while you're, while you're talking schematics that you, (laughs) that you've sort of, you're describing to them through leaves that you've laid out on a rock. Yeah. And that's it. That's uh, that's episode two eight eight. I think. <laughs> Andrew, uh, what do you think? Thank you so much for listening to in the think tank. We really appreciate it, and um, you know, hope that was okay. And yeah. you can find us on Twitter. You bet you know that. And you can find me on Twitter at Stupid Old Andy. And I'm you can at Alistair us on Patreon TV. if you don't already. And if you do already, then thank you. God, thank you. Gosh, thank you so much. That genuinely helps our lives uh, a tremendous amount. Indeed. And uh, you can always get magma from sospresents.com. Mm-hmm. Um, always. What? You, can, uh, you can check out the pop test. You can... Mm-hmm. Um, do you remember Pat McCaffrey, who we work with at Mad as Hell? He had started a podcast. Do you know what it is? I do not, Alistair. No. Um, I've but not. Are we going to promote um, it? 
I thought we could. I mean, I haven't. It's going well so far. (laughs) Um, if you, if you can hold the fort for a second, how about I put put a link? I'll put a little link down in the old uh, little linky region of the thing to Pat McCaffrey's podcast, and whatever it is, it'll be great because Pat is fantastic. His his podcast is called A Little Knowledge. Oh, and I think it plays on the idea that. A little bit of knowledge is dangerous. I wouldn't know about that. Um, and it's with Pat McCaffrey and Brendan Giuliani. Okay. The episode, some of the episodes are called Farmer Wants a Fact, Lord of the Wars, Tippity Wicket, and so on. I'm going <laughs> to give that a damn good listening. Yeah. And Take care. We love, love you. You. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.